What's up, Winnipeg? Um, I, I agree. Hi. <laughs> Hello. My, my name is Willows. And my name is Tyler. And uh, this is I'll Call Beyond This Point, the podcast where we um, debate business topics drunk and then sober, but not in that order, uh, to see if we come to the same conclusion. Um, today we're drinking a ton of, uh, my, my vodka soda that my company produces. It's called white shell. Uh, you can buy it on shrugdoc.com, S-H-R-U-G-D-O-C.com. Um, but these are not actually, yeah, these don't exist. These aren't, um, actually the white shells. These are, uh, low fills. So they're every, every time we do a canning run, you get like a certain amount of them that are like not filled all the way to the top. So we had like eight cases of those in the last casing run. So Oops. we're just drinking a bunch of them. So yeah, it's been fantastic. Not my, it's not my bottling line. Yeah, so. like when we went to the cabin and you were like, "Hey, let's bring eight cases." I was kidding. Eight <laughs> cases of white. I mean, well, you still brought two two flats, and it's like that's yeah. that's like a lot, especially when you bring five hundred dollars of other alcohol for a two night stay. It's fine. It's well, uh, very ambitious of you. Better to be prepared and to have lost than to need a gun and not drink enough liquor <laughs> wow that was really profound um huh what's up <laughs> <laughs> yeah as i was saying i've been actually getting up early this week like i've been on a probably year and a half streak no probably like a year long streak since i've been unemployed um <laughs> gainfully unemployed i've been waking up Around like eight thirty, nine o'clock, sometimes nine thirty, and just like getting to work at like ten, ten thirty, and then working late till seven to eight o'clock. So let's recreate the conversation we had seconds before I started recording, where I'm like, "Oh yeah, the other day I slept until four p.m." and you're like, um, "Yeah, but what time did you go to bed?" I'm like, "I don't know, like eight thirty in the morning." <laughs> you're like, "Well, that was still like a six hour sleep. You just fucking yeah, that's not sleeping. I've been sleeping like eight to nine and a half hours a night yeah i've been I've, like a lot man i've been fucking fucking covid man i have like reached a point of covid fatigue where like i'm not even angry anymore i'm just like why do why do i exist <laughs> you're just lethargic like i don't even existential about I'm, it yeah no. like i'm not sure if i exist like this yeah. this is <laughs> i died in a plane crash and this is on the way back from mexico this is I, purgatory and this hell. is fucking purgatory we're on lost right now like God, i am that's that's actually a great great way to describe the last year this is yeah we're in we're in, we're in purgatory because like I, at first yeah. it was like i was panicked for my business not so much getting sick i don't I, from the beginning if you go back and listen to all these podcasts i was no, we were never scared about getting sick or at least getting dying from getting sick yeah um and we we've been taking precautions with our family and 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 loved ones that are at risk so we've been okay with that but um i was concerned for my business for a while there like yeah. I didn't know I was burped right into the mic I meant to <laughs> Okay. Um I, I didn't know what was gonna happen with the business. I didn't know um you know if this if government would just be like, Yeah, you're on your own and like whatever, right? I, I don't know. Um and now that kind of things leveled out Yeah, thank thankfully the Canadian government came in heavy, so didn't really have to sweat that. I love socialism now. Yeah. But uh here's here's gonna be here here's what I kinda wanna lead into to start is uh on the on the topic of kind of covid you know lethargy and not no not that part <laughs> the covid like um you COVID know just, coma. covid coma 
Um, what do you, what do you think it means for a lot of like startups that have like now lost their momentum entirely because of COVID? Uh, I, cause momentum is something I think we can both agree are, is very, very important for startup businesses. Like and to be clear, you're talking about like the startups who had no, like they had no plan B other option which way, a lot way of, to deal like, like they're just like they're straight up getting fucked well if this had happened to me year one i would have gone out of business no question yeah so you know I, i'm just fortunate that i'm in year four and i can weather the storm but there's a ton of businesses even people i know that are just closing shop because they what are, what are they doing right yeah and for um for a lot of businesses like especially startups you need to be like doubling every year or you're fucked like you need constant momentum <laughs> yeah or you're not going to be able to feed yourself exactly right so what, what do you what do you think about that the people that just had to take a year off like do you think they can just jump back into it or like uh, i think i think there's going to be a frenzy of rebuilding i, I think there's going to be a period of time where it comes up really quick but i i don't think we've seen the lowest point and i agree with you i think um it's i think we got a ways to go down yet i think you know like we're probably going to see uh, housing crash, housing market crisis within the next three years would be my prediction because usually that happens within about three years of a major recession or well, economic and event. Trudeau's drained our coffers to pay for CERB and everything. Like we're out of yeah. money. Well, like, it, the country's out of money. <laughs> like inflation's going to pick up. Yeah. Interest rates are going to go up. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. It's if you want to get your ass back up, you better do it soon. <laughs> <laughs> but but I guess people can't though. You can always pivot and do something different. Yeah, I guess. Isn't, yeah. But what about like friends of ours that own, name a thing, nightclubs. I don't have any friends that own nightclubs, but like name it, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, like, I'm saying like they could pivot and start a, di like are you talking about the individuals or the businesses? Because well, in many yeah, cases, yeah. the businesses are fuzzed and may, they may not come back for a long period of time. Like anything associated, like one thing I'm paying attention to is airlines. Yeah. And uh, I learned two things about airlines. One of them is that uh, in many cases, the point system, like um, air loyalty not, and shit. Yeah, like loyalty programs that brands own yeah. or airlines own, um, they can, they will trade and have been sold for more money than the remainder of the airline is actually worth. Because you have a bunch of loyal customers and shit? Well, just the point system itself, like the data and like the fake currency quote-unquote why is that worth money why is bitcoin worth money fuck exactly no it's <laughs> they were trying to explain it they're like technically it's a ponzi scheme but uh as long as there is a percentage that's not being redeemed and like people don't get too good at using the points so it's like social security yeah it's like there's there's a percentage of atrophy that allows it to work and they're like it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing because uh, the customers benefit, the airline benefits, and the banks benefit. Yeah, who's who's getting fucked? They're all somebody Nobody, has to get fucked. The only people getting fucked are the ones that are choosing to not use the points, and then they die, and they have like twenty thousand miles. Or letting their spent. points atrophy, or they just don't know how to use them effectively. Because like I have used my points like once every few years when I'm like have a flight, and I'm like, oh, cash them in. Right, exactly. So the the casual user like you is the reason that it, it works, works for everybody. Because, okay. And even whether or not you uh, like have a real monetary reward, like a real substantial reward for using those miles or having those miles, you at least feel like you got a reward. Yeah, more or less. So well, because I'm using my fucking credit card anyway, so I'm getting free points 
for right. the dollar I spend, so whatever, right? Yeah, so it's it's very complicated and, and convoluted system, but they're like, hey, it's working so far. Like, the, the major, like, people cashing in and changing, uh, changing different points, right? Uh, it creates, like, some ripples in this. It's a completely unregulated, like, currency exchange economy. Want to start a point system? Yeah. Like okay, what was your point? You, it's incredibly hard. So that, like, airlines, for example... Uh, can be worth less than their own point system. So if you're wondering like how air- some airlines are staying alive while their point <laughs> systems are still alive, you know, I still have a WestJet credit card that I swipe every day. Yeah. So that that comes into play. Have you ever been on a WestJet flight? Many. I don't think I ever have. Cross Canada flights. Air Canada, boy. Yeah, I mean... Air New Brunswick, boy. If you're looking at new businesses to get into, like there's... Like anything airline related, they're they're expecting that to not bounce back to one hundred percent possibly ever. Do you think that in the future, going forward, like let's say five years from now, post COVID, I mean twenty years from now, post COVID, whatever, po- post COVID, when somebody's writing a business plan, do you think they should consider what their pandemic like contingency is? I think for a period of time it'll be required. <laughs> I I wonder if it is right now. I bet it is. Well, because yeah. COVID, right? Because in you know, I've talked to a lot of banks and a lot of creditors in my time. None of them have ever given me fucking a dime. <laughs> yeah. But I have talked to a lot of banks. Yeah. Pretty much every bank and credit union. Every rejection teaches in, you something. Yeah. In this province, I have tried to get business money from when we were starting, and not one of them asked me okay what if a global pandemic happens and you have to shut down for a year i don't like they barely asked me what if one of you dies a couple of them like rbc i think did was like okay if one of you dies what happens right right but like a lot of them didn't even ask as far as their contingency plan is it's just like are you not selling enough there's never anything that they're thinking about like that yeah, they may not even care about that. They just want like assets and track record. Yeah, I wonder if that's that's interesting because what we all, I think a lot of us were thinking stuff like this doesn't happen anymore. I'd be interested to see how much banks are losing because of COVID. Cause well, of, probably, how much? Sorry, how many? What loan defaults look like? Yeah, well, I think. Um, they're probably going to go up from here, I would say. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. I, I think that the 6 to 18 months after everything goes back to normal, I think is when we're really going to see everyone get fucked. Because people are being, like, businesses are being forgi- more or less forgiving right now. Like, banks, like, I didn't pay credit interest on my credit card for nine months. Because the bank's like, oh, sorry, COVID. Yeah. Like... You know, whatever. But, like, stuff's going to start piling up on these people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the payment's going to come due at some point. But, again, it's like, if the entire world is doing the same thing... What's the... Yeah, what's Do they just be, like, kind of give that you know, slow sidelong glance. It's like, let's just shovel that under the rug. Let's that, just start and f- start fresh. Yeah. Let's just thing. scratch out the last two years of debt and everyone can just restart and pretend it never <laughs> happened. Like, well, I guess like, I, I think, you know what I'm worried for is that a lot of business owners that are going to be impacted heavily by COVID aren't going to want to get back out there after this is over. They're not going to want to start again. There's always a percentage of those, but that's why like the, you know, a lot of great, 
great businesses and like massive changes always come out of crises like this. Yeah, because... it's like, uh, what was a juicy fruit was a, uh, like a playing card company or something. And they gave people free gum to buy their playing cards. And then they made so much money on the gum or people like the gum so much. Like maybe we should just become a gum company and they flip flopped. I don't know if it was cards, but it was something like that. It was like toys or something. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah I can imagine, like, I, I can imagine there's going to be a lot of different businesses that are going to come out, out of this stronger because, uh, I remember in the first couple months of the pandemic, me just, I, at the period, at that period of time, I was thinking about buying a business and just thinking about all the different ways that, uh, a business could be built to withstand virtually anything. Like, yeah. I, I just started looking at things differently. I, I'm hoping other people do as well, but I, I think the vast majority are just going to be like, I fucking hope it doesn't happen again. Cross my fingers and do the same shit over again. I think the... And then blame the government when they do lockdowns because it's not fair. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think like we were... I remember when the lockdowns first started happening, or no, when they, when they first started not letting people sell goods that like weren't essential or whatever. Like mm-hmm. when, like, and people were be like, well, why Walmart can be open for everything just because they sell some essential goods. And I'm like, yeah, start selling fucking steaks then. Right? Things that people need. Yeah. Start selling st- like pivot. Right. Like I didn't have a lot of sympathy for people bitching, but maybe it's just the atrophy, <laughs> the COVID, but I'm apathy coming in. But like, oh, man. I don't know. I don't know what people are supposed to fucking do. Like some of these people, like I know I do, you know, I do a lot of farmer's markets and stuff. And I know a lot of people that were relying on having a good summer and they didn't because of COVID. Yeah. And they're just fucked. Like that's it. Like I've, I've seen a couple of businesses go under. I know one girl that closed her business to get a full-time job because she couldn't support it anymore. And she's a kid. It's like, yeah, can't she just like come back? eventually yeah well, yeah <laughs> i guess but like i don't know like people i i think there, there's something to be said about the 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 morality isn't the right word like mo, mo, like morale morale mor- morality instead of yeah. morality morality i buy it <laughs> okay the morality <laughs> behind like running a business like people are gonna their fucking confidence is killed if they went out of business once a lot yeah. of people right yeah no i'm like thinking about like my father he's been uh, bitten twice, four times shy at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, like I know a ton of people that, uh, they're like, well, no, I can never, I, I, I've been told, cause I always get, I get told by people all the time, like, Oh, um, I can't believe you started a business so young. I, I could never do that kind of stuff. Like I could never run a business when I was 20. I tried this thing and I fucking failed and I never tried again. And it's like, okay. Like, I yeah. hear stories like that all the time. I think it's because some people get into business with like the, in the back of their mind, they're like, well, if this doesn't work, then I'll whatever. And, and I've had those thoughts too. I'm like, yeah, if I'm not a millionaire by 35, I might just go get like my master's degree and be a lawyer or something like that. Cause that might be fun. See, that's where me and you differ. I never had a backup plan. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's a plan. I'm saying I've had, I, like I've had the thought and it's been tempting because in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I really suck at just making money and I'm miserable, like I can see myself mm. just going and just, you know, plugging away at a trade. That's really good. Or like, maybe I'll go, uh, try to work in like, 
like I've talked about like working government, but like as a non-elected government official for like something that could be yeah, something I'm interested in, like foreign affairs or something like there's, that. Like, I don't know. Like there's a million things that I could see myself doing, but we'll probably never get there. Yeah. There's uh, I think it's Chris Webby is a rapper. I think he has a line in some song that's like my, my plan B is my skill set. Yeah. Like basically saying like, I don't have to have a plan B because I'm, skilled at what i do so even if this doesn't work out like i'm and I, i'm under that kind of idea as well where it's like i at this point i think can sell anything yeah well i i think i've, I've told you this story i don't think i've mentioned in the podcast before but i was on a flight from vancouver back to winnipeg and did you quarantine no <gasps> and i, I was we we're sitting next to this guy and started conversation and it was me and business i guess technically it was my boss i can't call my partner whatever <laughs> i hate that word in my mouth uh, <laughs> and anyway we started conversation we had just come back from a trade show and he's like asking us what we were doing and we're like oh we just came back from a trade show this is what we did and i got him super interested he's like oh that's a kind of a cool business and he's like, yeah, I used to actually uh, own a marketing agency and we worked with these types of businesses. So he's like, I know a little bit about it. So we like talk shop for a while. And so like, oh, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm actually, uh, I'm a crisis therapist. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. He's like, yeah, I, the government flies me in when there's like a, a natural disaster or like some uh, global pandemic. Yeah. <gasps> like, oh God. I'm sure he's real busy right now. <laughs> he's making Holy. the big bucks right now. Now that you mention it. But yeah, he he gets flown in for uh, natural or like big disasters. For example, like the um, like the Humboldt bus disaster. Yes, the Humboldt bus disaster. He was flown yep. in to Humboldt to do like uh, crisis counseling for people yeah. in this in the town. You know that guy is getting deported. Fun fact. Oh, he's uh, so if you if you're not aware, a uh, semi uh, collided with a bus of uh, children, or they weren't children. They were, Teenagers, teenagers uh on a hockey basically trip kill, basically killed an entire hockey team and killed a bunch of people killed like 13 people i think 15 people something yeah, like that it was a lot um but it was just uh he 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 got ruled not crim no he's in jail he so. was at he was at fault but i don't think he was criminally responsible yeah how can you be at fault but not criminally responsible though because he's in jail <sighs> maybe he was criminally responsible no you, he didn't get like i think maybe he was criminally responsible but it wasn't like homicide yeah well manslaughter i guess is different yeah or reckless endangerment or something like i don't know anyway whatever we don't know the charges (laughs) he's in jail for eight years the semi-driver and uh, he's getting deported at the end of the eight years back to india and um he's like he's trying to make a petition to not get deported because he's like my kids are here my wife is here i have no family no business i've lived here for 30 years yikes or something, and it's like, fuck, I'm, or maybe not 30 years, but maybe like five, and he's like a permanent resident, not a... Not a naturalized not citizen. A, not, not a citizen. Yeah. So they're like, well, you're not a citizen. Get the fuck out of here. And Ooh. he's like, uh, like, I don't have a life back home. Like, what do you do? Like, so he's petitioned. That's happening right now. That was a tangent, though. Yeah, anyway, so this guy's a crisis therapist, but for, I think he's, I think he's in his mid-50s. Um, I, I don't have a shot glass. Just keep talking. Oh, wait. He's in his mid-50s, and he said he got to about the age of 45, and he had a pretty successful marketing agency in Vancouver. He said, I think he said he had like 15 employees, so like definitely a multi-seven-figure business. 
And he's like, yeah, I just got sick of the headaches. And he's like, it was kind of a thankless business. He's like, I was just, you know, at the mercy of clients. And he's like, I just stopped enjoying it. So I just sold my business, uh, went back to school. And he's like, now I'm as happiest I've ever been. That's interesting. I, I think here was to, um, before we get into the next topic, um, which is going to be, is it too old to switch my uh, career? Um, <laughs> we're gonna. This is the segment that we like to call shot caller, where you, the audience, can pick the shot um, that we take on the show in this segment. That is this. Um, so shout out to Barstool Sports who gave us this bottle of uh, Pink Whitney um, uh, vodka, right? It's, it's a lemonade vodka. Yeah, it's like pink. You've probably heard it's of it. It's pink, Whitney. Shut the fuck up. Let's take a shot. <laughs> shout, so thank you, Barstool Sparts, for uh, sponsoring this episode. Cheers. Also, if I have told that story before, um, fuck off it. because I haven't been outside in a year, so I don't have any new stories to tell. <laughs> That's the big problem is with this podcast is like we're running out of shit to say because we're not doing anything interesting well nothing interesting has happened to me well that's what i mean is like i go i I get up and i go to work the same days every week like i used to do cool things go out and make sales and find new things but it's like i don't do any of that (laughs) because just covid right like carly was gonna go uh she was gonna go spend a month uh between like ireland and france i think yeah well we were gonna go to cuba that was the plan like this month super is not gonna happen yeah no shit (laughs) Yeah, she's kind of cheesed. She's like, yeah, I was going to go to like France and Ireland for a month and then come back and, you know, get a job and then work a bit and then go get my master's degree. Oh, yeah, because she just finished her bachelor's. Yeah. So she had time. Your girlfriend is who we're talking about. Taking a gap year, She yeah. had time to go travel and then come back and do the master's, but But instead sat at home for six months <laughs> applying for jobs, Ugh. finally got one, and now she's a preschool teacher. Speaking of which, and also fear of getting sick... Um, <laughs> I I I got um I got a little bit sick last week. Oh no. Uh like I started feeling like I had a little like very vaguely sore throat like on on Thursday. I guess it was like one of the day after a podcast. Yep. And I'm like, "Ah, whatever. It's probably going to go away by the end of the day." But it like it just kind of persisted all day. I'm like, "Okay, we'll see if it's back there back tomorrow." Next day I wake up, it's worse. I'm like, "Ah, fuck." I go to work, start feeling kind of like lightheaded and weird like out of it hey don't go to work when you're sick couldn't focus on anything it was gonna be like a super short day anyway it's like i had like two or three hours of shit to do so i leave work by 11 in the morning and i'm like i was initially planning on doing like three or four different errands whatever running all over town get a new phone bunch of other things and then by the time i got to like 11 o'clock i was feeling so shitty i'm like god i'm just i shouldn't go anywhere Probably shouldn't go, like, run to a bunch of places while I'm feeling like this. I'm yeah. like, okay, so I'm just going to, like, go get a COVID test because it's 11.30 on a Friday and I have nothing to do and I feel like shit. So I'm like, all right, drove, got a COVID test. Uh, it was super fast. Like, yeah, that's pu- what they're pulled saying. Pulled into the parking lot. There was nobody there. Yeah. Uh, I was in the facility, gave them my information. I didn't have to fill out any paperwork because I guess they don't want you touching the paperwork, so they do it all for you. Um and got the swab and got out in probably under five minutes yeah that's good yeah it was super quick so whatever got it done fucking hopped in my van went back home uh woke up the next morning felt fine (laughs) yeah Uh, that's how it goes and then uh like 
18 hours later had my results came back negative i was symptoms were all gone already and i was like ready and running to go whatever by sunday morning so yeah i got yeah i had a sore throat uh, a couple weeks ago um well and that's the thing it's like all the stuff that you would just ignore normally is like, <gasps> like oh i am dead i am i am literally I'm, dead like well here's the funny part is it actually very well could have been a real case because um the day after my test came back negative carly came home from work she now works at a preschool and that's a pretty you know, hectic place. There's a bunch of kids there. There's a bunch of other teachers. So now she's sneezing got, on each other and shit. Right. And the kids, they don't, you know, wear masks because try getting a kid to wear a mask. They don't have to because yeah. they don't, kids don't really transmit COVID. Yeah. But anyways, a bunch of other teachers and parents, whatever that she could have got it from. So one of her coworkers didn't come into work on the Monday and uh, didn't call in or nothing. So everyone was kind of freaking out because she's like whatever the main person that starts the day and whatever takes care of the kids first hour of the day. There's like a bunch of chaos. They're trying to figure out where she is. They find out where this woman is. She's at home. She's like, oh, sorry. Um, my husband's really sick. Uh, and he's been sick for the last two weeks. And he has COVID. And they're like, um, you've been coming to work every day and he's been sick for two weeks they're like what the fuck this is why we're not doing well <laughs> yeah they're like you didn't think to say anything that yeah. your husband was sick in bed at Jesus home christ um and she's like yeah so over the weekend we all got uh we all got tested like whatever everyone in the household including yourself and she's like everyone's test came back negative so somehow he got it and managed to not pass it to anybody mm-hmm. um so she's like yeah but we're still not going out for the next two weeks (laughs) whatever until he's better she says at work right it's fine yeah no it's like i'm like oh shit like i could have actually had it from that well we had a vendor at one of the farmer's markets i do that was confirmed yeah so yeah it was kind of weird like after the fact like oh do you know any any do you know anybody that's whatever had it (laughs) and you're like questionnaire i'm like no i have no idea i'm like but my girlfriend just started working as a preschool teacher about five days ago, so I don't know if that's coincidental. Well, I mean, like, I see so many fucking people, delivery drivers, people in my store, like, fucking, I could have got it and gave it to you. Like, who, who the fuck knows, right? Yeah, and I've been seeing, like, the same four people for the last 12 months, so. Yeah, fair. Like, well, I don't. It would have had to been had to have been from, like, you know, a passerby at a yeah. superstore, but that's, like, a very low, very, Well, but yeah, very other, other than you and my business partner, I don't see fucking anyone except... Uh, but customers, right? Like, I see customers all the fucking time, so... Yeah, you need, like, prolonged exposure, too. Like, not just, like, walking past somebody. That's... Yeah. Yeah, so they come in my store for two minutes and buy stuff and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, S- skip driver sneezes. Yeah. I, w- I watched the guy take off his mask to sneeze a while ago. <laughs> and I remember taking a Snapchat of it, and I was like, this is why, why we're dead. Like, this is... Oh, this yeah. is this is why the world is fucked. But uh, so stupid. Yeah, I just wanted to go back quick to uh, when you were talking about the guy who switched jobs to being a crisis yeah. Uh, yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, Happier than a pig and shit. Yeah, they they. I think a lot of people like I, I we probably agree. There's probably not not much debate here that people can change at any time in their life to become whatever they want. You can go back to school when you're old. It's fucking doesn't matter. Yeah, careers are dead. It's the age of gigs. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But. I think a lot of people, they're like, well, no, this is what I do. I'm a fucking, I'm a, what do you say it was? A marketing. 
Yeah, he's a marketing consultant. I'm a marketing consultant. I'm 50. Why the fuck would I change now? Like, people get stuck in that rut. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What do you think that... What, why is that? People are just comfortable. Like, they have a mortgage. They have kids. They don't want to fucking fuck it up. See, I... Because the... it's different than, like, people starting... Like, quitting their job to start a business. Like, putting all in on a business. That's one thing. I don't blame people for not doing that. But, like, what people think they can't change careers. I, I, I think about... Um, a financial advisor that I had at one point. Uh, I sat down with him for for beers at one point, and I was uh, at the time was working for a startup, whatever, you know, super aggressive in my career, doing some fancy shit. Uh, as sto- you as you as do. you do. Uh, long story short, was you know, it's a job that sounds very impressive over a beer, um, and whatever. So I'm busting my ass at this new thing, and he's like. He's like, man, honestly, I don't know how you do it. He's like, I'm, I'm not half as smart as you are. I'm like, dude, you're like, he's 23, 22 at the time, had just become the youngest CFP in Canada, whatever, got his a face on the front page of a magazine because of that. I uh, was running a, um, as a financial planner, had a portfolio of like $12 million, had two rental properties, drove a nice BMW beautiful girlfriend well put together has like shoots like 10 over par in golf like this guy's like <laughs> totally put together and he's like telling me he's like yeah he's like i'm i'm lucky i wish found... i could be you yeah he's like i'm lucky i found the cfp thing he's like because legitimately he's like i'm not that smart he's like i have like an average like painfully average iq he's like i think my iq is like 89 and, <laughs> and he's like if i didn't find this he's like, i'd probably be fucked like I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have anything so I think a lot of people fall into that category where it's like, this is the one thing that they've found that they can do yeah, and can't really like pivot out of it if they tried. See, I'm, my IQ is 38. They've said, uh, they don't know how I'm alive. I'm so dumb. <laughs> just enough, just enough brain cells to breathe. To breathe. Yeah. And even then I have to think about it. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I don't care about my IQ. I would never do a test. I really don't care. Um, I'm not very smart. But I think... Yeah, you're not good at most things. No, but... The, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the things I am do, I, I do well, but that's not even true. No, it's not. No, no I... No. You, I, we tried to get you to paint some trim the other day and you fucked it up. Okay, I painted the ceiling good, though. That's a, that's true, actually. <laughs> that's true. Um, But it's just... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think my, my, my secret to success is my unapologetically... Like, I'm just so unapologetically stupid that I have no, <laughs> I have no other op. Like, I'm like, oh, of course it'll work. And you're like, Willis, that's dumb. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I just make it work because, like, I'm so dumb <laughs> that consequence doesn't even, like, phase me because I'm, I think it'll just work out because I'm, I'm, I'm so disillusioned by my my own face <laughs> i think, see i couldn't even get through the fucking sentence yeah he's like where was i going where was I, I don't know man <laughs> I, I i think simplicity is more i've actually this that this actually dovetails into something that i've been really noodling last couple of days that's a fun <laughs> <word>. um <laughs> no not like that no um yeah so i was thinking about the fact that 
or about this saying that I used to hear all the time, which is like A students work for C students and B students work for the government. Yeah, it's a it's a book uh, by Robert Kiyosaki. Right. Yeah, the guy never said anything stupid. <laughs> so, no comment. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about. It, I'm like, you know what? Also, the uh, the Unabomber. Think about the Unabomber. Oh, okay. I I would love to think about. I would love to noodle the Unabomber. So incredibly intelligent guy. Yeah. I gets really fucked up when he goes to college too young. Gets super radicalized. He gets radicalized and he gets like straight up like psychologically abused by the FBI. Because he was like he wanted everyone to renounce their technology, right? That was the. Well, he had some like opinions about it. Um, I thought that was his list of demands. He's like, I'm going to mail bombs well, no, until no, you no, turn he, up all your computers. He got there, but before what? that, like he was, oh, when he was young, uh, he had like some ideas about like technology controls us, not the other way around was his kind of um, thesis. thesis, yeah, which was like totally valid and he was very rational about it. And then this one professor like would listen to him and spend a lot of time with him. And basically, uh, I don't know, he just watched the Unabomber special on Netflix really explains it a lot better but uh they basically try to unprogram him through humiliation and like electroshock therapy and like and it made it worse they fucked him up real good so so bad so what you're saying is the government created the unabomber yeah a hundred percent just like they created everyone 9-11 yeah and the matrix what is the eben ebikinesser what are those what is that whatever Continue. I don't know what you're talking about. The Matrix with John Wick and Fishman. <laughs> okay. I thought you were actually going somewhere for a second. I'm like listening intently. Um, I should just ignore you. What? So super intelligent people like the Unabomber guy, like he has incredible capacity to do all these things, but because of his intelligence just becomes like so tormented that he's just useless to society and just becomes like a hermit in the woods like that's an extreme but then there's like so many levels of that where you have people that are just incredibly intelligent doing mundane jobs because they literally just um they they big brain way too deeply into things like i can't become a lawyer because i can't they you know it. i can't uphold the law so, because i don't believe in the pre- the principles of the law or how the law yeah, was yeah. created in the first like that's Who's not becoming lawyers? Who is becoming lawyers? Is the people who are just dumb enough to think that the law is just, <laughs> yeah, and you know, die trying to enforce it. Like, well, that's why the what, smartest people never end up in these jobs. They end that's up what in, they like, say. The it's like, why are all the politicians corrupt and and evil? It's like because people smart enough and moral enough don't to, get that far. D- well, don't get that far, or don't want to get that far. Right. Right. So, um, I, I what's the solution then? You think there's a solution? Well, no. That, I don't I, think there is. No, I agree with you. I'm just asking. I don't think there See, is a solution. So, Ted Kaczynski was so tormented or cause, because he was so smart, so he got wasn't able to accomplish anything. I'm the, Well, I mean, he did. I'm, We're talking about him right now, so. I, so, I'm the exact opposite. I'm so dumb... I accomplish everything. Essentially, that's where I was going, yeah. Wow. (laughs) This is honestly... You said the last episode, this is therapy. This is... Why do I pay my therapist 100 bucks an hour when I can just have you call me a fucking idiot to my face (laughs) and uh, upload it for people to listen to? Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) 
I was thinking about this because I'm like, how the fuck did I end up as a tile installer? Well, because your name is Tyler. I guess so. But I also, <laughs> like, I am smart enough to do... You're smarter than me, 100%. No question. I, I'm smart enough to do very many jobs out there. Like, most, of, have. The, most of the jobs. You've worked... I don't sin- think I could be a doctor just because I think bodies are kind of gross. But I, like, I like bodies in and I, around I could, mouth. if if I chose a path and dedicated my life to it and I studied and I went to school and whatever, like, I could probably take just about any path. And because of that, well, I get really fucked up and I can't choose any of them because when you have all the options, yeah. you can't choose. That's actually, that's an interesting point. If you're only good at one thing, you do that one thing. Right. But if you're good at everything, what do you do? You can't do everything. You do the one thing that doesn't make you crazy. Yeah, the thing that <laughs> makes you want to kill yourself the least. Yeah, like, for me, I like what I do because it's it's complicated, it's cerebral, but, like, not so much. Like, it's... You can't and really debate to... the the validity and the value and, like, what I do because it's, like, it's real. It's Because you can look at it right. and be like, oh, this is aesthetically pleasing, therefore I did a good job. Yeah, and you, you can't tell me that this isn't a good way to do this because it objectively is because it looks good. Fuck you. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. functional. It works super good. It lasted 10 years, whatever. Like well, there, there are, there are concrete objectives, which I think someone like me is very, very drawn well, to. You're, you're very, I you're, hate marketing. You I hate ha- sales for that reason. See, I love marketing and sales for that reason, because I can create, I can bullshit everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you have, you have a very Mennonite stoicism to you where it's, Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're very focused on your tasks, where whereas I do all my tasks at twenty five percent accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm like a hundred percent all the time, even if it's like sweeping the floor. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like since I've known you, you've worked for many startups, pretty much exclusively startups. <laughs> exclusively startups, yeah, as yeah. long as I've known you. Yeah. Yeah, you've worked for like four or five startups depending on how you count people before you started your business and they were in such different industries industries so different and your job was i mean in a startup your job's always kind of the same expand the fucking company yeah (laughs) basically but your job was very different in each uh, position right yeah what i was doing was different fundamentally it was kind of the same which try to try explaining that to my mother (laughs) fair but (laughs) i think how is selling franchises the same as being a property manager? It's like, it's, eh. it was, there was a lot of similarities. Well, just kind of like what I said, like your fucking job in a startup, make the business grow big. <laughs> yeah. You do emails six hours a day. You create things, <laughs> you brainstorm, you throw shit against it's the wall. You see what sticks. Like the first hundred employees, I would say yeah. at a company, um, no matter what company you're doing more or less the same thing. Obviously, yeah. obviously not, but on a cosmic in, in, level, in spirit, right? In, in spirit, spirit you're yeah, doing you're doing thing. pretty much the same thing. You're not working in these segmented departments. like Whether you're selling burgers or furnaces, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what the point was. I guess be dumber. Well, we were we were talking about like how business owners are going to bounce back post COVID, right? Yeah, and I think there's just there's just some people that are just going to just fucking hurt because 
Think well, about there's a think about boomers and their all the shit <laughs> they have to be sad about, which is I mean nothing. They're privilege melting away oh i had to sell my third so home <laughs> we hate boomers on this podcast oh, no. the official yeah. podcast of hating boomers <laughs> well you did you ripped on boomers last episode didn't i've you? never ripped on boomers in my life oh yeah anyways um this uh by the way boomer is a mindset <laughs> <laughs> boomer is we a mindset. know old people that are not boomers and we know boomers that are not boomers, boomers. that are not boomers <laughs> um <laughs> to be clear to be clear um I think there's going to be a lot of people out there that are just going to get pushed aside and washed out. There, and they're going to be mad about it. There's and a, then we're going to have a really big insurrection. <laughs> there's a Grant Cardone is a um, real estate investor and like public speaker author. And he said something like, um, he was talking about, I think, the 2008 uh, recession. Probably. And he was saying like... Because he got really rich post that. Yeah, but he was talking about that and he was like, yeah... Um, you know, there's a, there was a ton of people that were making, you know, a hundred grand a month in real estate and then the 2008 crash happened. Now they're back to managing pizza hut. Right. And he said like, you know, truth be told, they didn't actually deserve that hundred grand a, a month. Right. They, they got wiped out. They were being propped up. Yeah. Because I, I super believe in that too, which I think kind of t- like ties back to your whole, like they were betting on the farmer's market to do well for their living. They, yeah, they, sh- cause like the, the, the line that I'm getting at is he says, uh, see if I can quote this exactly, like the better sports analogy, you know, how I'm great at those, uh, the better player wants a wet field. Yeah. Like the better, yeah, 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 yeah. the that, better that's a good team way to put it. in, in instability, like in a situation like COVID or the 2008 recession, the people who are good at the sport like which is in this case investing or whatever um are gonna win are gonna survive are gonna get through it because it doesn't fucking matter what the environment is they're the better player right like, so fun update i'm gonna vaguely refer to somebody we both know um our friend that does rentals yeah uh keep in mind this is for the listeners event rentals exclusively for large public gatherings <laughs> yep um weddings etc uh, he m- used to make like 30% of his annual revenue in Canada Day. Just on one day. July 1st, he made 30% of his fucking yearly revenue. Yeah. yeah. Or more. So that guy yep. had his best year ever. Wow. Why? I He didn't explain. Yeah, he was telling me. I spoke to him in May and he was like, he's like, yeah, when I, when I, he's like, he was at a trade show in Europe when the, uh, news of like the 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 whatever flights getting canceled and lockdown starting yeah he literally had an anxiety attack broke down started crying and like couldn't get out of his hotel bed for like a day like he just panicked because uh, he'd uh, like he had so much riding on like he had so much planned for the next year he had all his money invested like had everything lined up for the perfect year and then just like Boom! Came crashing down in an instant, and it just broke him. But he's and then a he, great entrepreneur, right? And, and then he bounced can... back like thirty six hours later. Yeah, uh, started like trying shit and trying shit and trying shit and trying shit. And I guess by summer he had it figured out. Well, I know and from summer till December he managed to have his best year ever. Well, I know at the beginning of the pandemic he was uh, renting uh, hand washing stations to grocery stores. He was um, making a ton of money doing that. I think he where he made his money was uh 
renting out commercial tents. No, oh, isn't he doing uh, tents, tables, porta potties? Yeah, tents, yeah. table. He bought a porta potty company. Yeah. Uh, he owns like eighty percent of the portable toilet facilities and within like a four hour drive of where he Let's is. Let's not suck his dick too much, but, but uh, we, we we do respect him. We do. Re- He's also renting uh, like large tents to businesses who have like, uh, who couldn't expand their lunch rooms. For example, think like, um, uh, what's that potato company? They, McCain's. McCain. Yeah. McCain's giant factory. Yeah. They're still going full swing. Yeah. Maybe, they have to. Maybe even more so because yeah. grocery store sales are higher. Yeah. Uh, they got to keep going. It's oh, not grocery worth store it. sales are higher because people aren't eating out as much. Yeah, anytime there's anytime there's a financial crisis, grocery sales always pop. And people fucking stockpile as well. But yeah, they couldn't expand their lunchroom because they have the physical confines of their building. So they got a big tent. They get a big tent. They heat it and they send all their employees outside. This is real. You're not hypothetically talking. No, this no, is this is actually, actually where he's like making oh, cool. a shitload of his revenue. That's cool. So, yeah. I mean, so, I guess your point is he fucking pivoted during the... He, he figured it out. Like, he had his best year ever. Oh, and he bought a bunch of real estate assets, personally. Like, So, I guess, like... He, out of anyone that could have just crumbled and actually failed and fell down, it should have been him. My question is, there's obviously... We could argue what the different kinds are, but there's different kinds of entrepreneurs. Right? There's entrepreneurs that are maybe less inclined to be on like there's entrepreneurs that are one one disaster from having a mental breakdown and losing everything right yeah do we because obviously i applaud anyone for being any any kind of entrepreneur right Mm -hmm. but i like to have empathy for people but in business at a certain point, it's like, well, don't fucking get into business if you're not ready for this kind of shit, right? <laughs> like, but yeah, do we feel bad for people? Like, should we feel bad for people that that started a business and now are fucked by COVID? Like, I I have sympathy for people, but it's like at the same time, this isn't ridiculous. Like, you know what it was, fifty years, eighty years ago, forty years, eighty years ago, <laughs> like a bunch of people had a bunch of fucking businesses. And then Germans started invading them. Like, you know how many fucking factories, like, fucking Canadian government walks in and be like, nah, you're making plane parts now. Yeah. Like, and all, no, you're not. Your wife is. You're going you're across going to the war. Pond. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, this pandemic is just one more thing. Every, fucking every couple decades, something drastic happens. If you're not planning for that as an entrepreneur, it's not Black. even not even planning for it. Like I think anybody Ready that I know pivot. that's been thriving in it, um, it's not about planning. It's just your ability to handle shit. Can you teach that? No, I, meh. It it can be learned. Because like, I don't not think it can be taught. Because it's not somebody's fault that they can't pivot, is it? Yeah, like one of the best descriptions I've heard of like qualifications for an entrepreneur is like, how much shit can you eat and still smile? Right. Yeah, um, if you're watching the video version of this podcast on youtube.com slash vote willows, uh, you can see that I was smiling comically large. Yeah, the that's big my shit eating grin. My, that's my uh, my every podcast I do try to do a shout out for the video. So <laughs> any more subscribers. Also I make videos that aren't this podcast as well. Check them out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> I'm gonna say 
but uh, I I don't know. It's like I like to have you know I have sympathy for people that lose their jobs because of COVID. I have sympathy for people. Yeah, but (laughs) there's so okay. Here's what I'll compare to. Like I have a I have a hot take. I've said it on this podcast before, but. I'm like I people know that I'm I'm very big proponent of the non-aggression principle like don't hurt someone unless they hurt you right um which is like the cornerstone of most anarchism and and libertarianism is is the non-aggression principle the NAP and uh my hot take is that um when you become like a criminal you've kind of consented to be killed right like you've entered a business that you know is is dangerous but and by getting in that business, you've consented, like you've signed, you know, a, a proverbial contract that says, "I might die. I'm consenting. I accept these risks." Right? Like in, like in billions, where Bobby's like considering whether or not they need to like kill this guy, and his like security advisors like don't cross that line yeah. because if you cross that line, yeah. that line will be crossed against, against you. you. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and. Here's what I'm thinking. Argue with me. When you start a business, you are consenting to be put out of fucking business by a global pandemic. I think yes, because if you're if you're going to start a business, you're basically you're consenting to the possibility you're going to lose it all. At which point I don't fucking feel bad for you because you knew the fucking risks. Like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, I don't feel bad for a fucking boxer that dies or gets, well, I mean, well, I get, okay. I guess there's a difference between having, I guess, sympathy and then feeling bad. I don't know. Like there's, there's a difference there. I think there's a difference between like, I can feel bad without like. You can feel bad for a person, but it's not like they were like you got wronged by the universe. Bad. Like you signed up for this. What do you <laughs> expect? Yeah. Like should have picked a different career, butto. Yeah, it's like a kid that jumps, makes a really big and kind of shitty jump in his yard, and then jumps it with his bike and breaks his arm. You're oh like, yeah, no, and you, you feel bad for him, but you also are like, yeah. Well, well yeah, you're <laughs> like, hey, don't fuck around. You're gonna hurt yourself, and then they hurt themselves. Like, yeah. That's happening all the time. Kids running around at a wedding and you're like, stop running around. You're going to fucking fall and kill yourself. And then they fall and hurt themselves and they're crying. And you're like, what well, fucking told you? Like, yeah, you help them. You're like, whatever, wipe up the blood and yeah, bring them and, to the ER. But you're not like heartbroken. Yeah. Because dude, you signed up for this. Like, <laughs> it's like last time we did a bank heist and I killed a cop. I'm like, well, that's your job, man. You signed up for it. Yeah. That was funny. Just kidding. I've been playing a payday too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, where... You like rob banks and shit. Um, if you want to play some co-op with me, vote Willows on uh, Steam. Uh, give me an ad. We'll play Sounds some. like fun. But um, I've never killed a police officer in my life. Um, never been convicted of killing I've, a I've never been convicted of a crime in my life. I think I've told that story on here before where the I got asked by a cop. I got pulled over for a traffic stop and the cop asked me if I've ever been arrested before. And I said, uh, no, I've never been convicted of a crime. Silence. That's not what I asked you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Willow's the contrarian is like, 
just because it's funny, I am going to risk getting arrested right now. For the, for the record, I've never been arrested. Uh, arrest records are public, right? I think so. Uh, Someone could look that up if they wanted to. Like, arrest, yes. Uh, like, being detained, not necessarily. Yeah, so I, ha- I have been detained multiple times. Yeah, um, I don't think that's on your record because that's... No, they they didn't. They don't take any... Yeah. Yeah. It might be in the police record. Maybe. I think so. I think so. Because... Okay, well, I know for a fact... Uh, I guess because they have to write reports and shit about yeah. what they did. I know for a fact at the border, they write everything down. Yeah. Uh, because I get detained every time we go to the border. <laughs> um, long story. <laughs> it wasn't even my fault. It was someone in the car who was trying to smuggle something over the border. Oops. It wasn't anything illegal. It was like tires they didn't want to pay duties on. And they're like, stop that. And now we get searched every single... That was like when I was 16. Now I get searched every time I stop. That's funny. Yeah. Seeing if you got any stickers on your tires on your car. Well, we specifically, like me and Zach, go in the same car if we're going on a trip with like a bunch of people just so we both get stopped at the same time so we don't slow the other people down. Because <laughs> like we're getting detained. Yeah, no, because if we split up and both of us are... Yeah, (laughs) here's a good story my business partner uh so we used to drive so we're in winnipeg manitoba canada right now and have been residing here for a while and we're about uh an hour off the u.s border about that going at a good pace maybe an hour and 45 from the from the border oh yeah because we're an hour and a half from fucking borden uh borders closer because you don't go off to the side. Yeah, it's yeah. just straight. Okay. I, think it's, I think it's like yeah, sixty we're, minutes. We're like a yeah, we're like an hour off the U.S. border right now, and then we're another hour and a bit from North Dakota or from uh, uh, Grand, Grand Forks, North Dakota. I'm gonna say North Dakota is immediately when you cross yes. the border. Uh, the cap- like, there's like a no man's. There's like a DNZ. Yes, the a capital. DMZ. The capital of North Dakota, um, Grand Forks, is is about another hour south. So my business partner and I, when we were like sixteen, seventeen, we used to just be like, hey. I'm bored. It'd be like two in the morning. We're like, oh, I'm bored. It's like, you hungry? Yeah, kind of. Want to go to IHOP? And we would drive from Winnipeg to, to Grand Forks to go to IHOP um, to get pancakes at like four in the morning. To be fair, I did this sometimes from my hometown, Winkler, into you, Winnipeg for like Starbucks. Which is about the same distance. Yeah, so. it's about the same. It was pretty funny. But uh, so this one, t- and we used to do this all the time. We used to like, is this fu- we had nothing to do, right? We were just fucking around. And um, <laughs> this one time, we're coming back into Canada. So this is a Canadian enforcer that's talking to us, right? Where's an American one? When you're coming back, it's when you're coming back, it's Canadian. Okay, so it's a Canadian cop that's talking to us, and it's five in the morning. We're coming back, and they go, you know, roll down the window, whatever, give them the passports, and they're like, okay, how long were you in the states for? And we're like, uh. About five hours, he's like, just looks at us. What was your purpose in the states? We're like, uh, pleasure. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? We're like, oh, we went to IHOP, and he's like, you drove drove four hours round trip, and he's talking like this, like long pauses. At four in the morning, on a Tuesday, for pancakes. <laughs> And Zach goes, I like pancakes. <laughs> Guy goes, are you on any medication, sir? Zach goes, uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. Pull it in bay one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pause, Zach. <laughs> they rip up the car. 
um, no. Yeah, well, because I, I, they probably assume we're going over the border to smuggle to pick something up on the other side of the border, hide it in the car, and go. Right? That's yeah. what they think. Uh, no, we were just going going to fucking IHOP. We didn't bring anything back. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm on a list, so it's fine. It's fine. I res- everyone spends their entire life trying to get on the list. So VIP, baby. That's the list you're talking about. Here comes the money. At least you're not on the list where they like run your plate as you're approaching the border and like detain you before you even get to the booth. Well, no, I drive the corporation's car for that reason. <laughs> just like before I snitch on myself, you're about to pull up to the booth, and then some guy comes out with like a flare and is like off to the side. You're like, <laughs> fuck, not again. <laughs> and I pull, I pull like over like within ear sh- like within eyesight i start dumping boxes out of the car <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, you know they what? have at the at the land border here they have mics that can pick you up like a half mile away oh i believe that yeah they can hear you talking like in, in your car, car. they have these um they're uh i forget what they're called but they're the you when you point them at glass they like get yeah, the yeah. get the vibration of the glass and they can hear you talking that's insane like... so blast your music you ever seen like a mafia movie? They sit in the car and they blast the music to talk. Yeah, uh, that's why is those mics. Yeah, you see them. They look like ray guns. They like have the big yeah. dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the technology but exists and we I have them. F- I feel like they don't. They're not using it constantly though. Probably not. I, I pro- maybe when they have a when they suspect something or something. I, like that would be exhausting to just oh, like course. listen to yeah, shitty uh, ass of course. conversations. But all yeah, day. the same way Walmart doesn't watch their cameras hundred percent of the time. Like yeah. you know, it is what it is. You have security. If you need to use it, you use it. But I was gonna say like there's definitely some conversations we've had when crossing over the border. If they would have heard what we were oh, saying fucking... while we're approaching it, they would have asked us. Some we've been in the questions. airport talking about bombs and shit. No, like we what, what we were talking. We were in the airport talking about how you don't talk about bombs in the airport. We're, yeah, we're having discussion in, <laughs> in the security check. check like, oh, yeah, people get tackled because they say bomb and shit. <laughs> like, we're in an airport. Like, uh, Or it's like every time in the air. I have, uh, I have a pocket knife on my keys, on my keychain. Yeah. Uh, that I just use for fucking, like, opening packages and shit. Like, I just, I use it twice a day at least. Like, it's really useful and I have it on my keys for that reason. Every single fucking time at the airport they take it every single time i tell them it's under the legal limit i can have on a plane put it up to your fucking thing and when we were going to mexico um you were with me the person i don't want to be that guy but they didn't speak english very well um like in canada like they were a immigrant whatever which is fine but they're being a dick and they were basically like they were showing me this knife that i had they like he opened it waving at my face he's like showing it to me and i'm like yeah i'm like staying calm and i'm like yeah it's under the limit and he's like no he's like you can't and i'm like no it's under the limit like i can take it he's like no i'm like no it's under the limit like calls over a manager manager takes it looks at me i'm like it's under the limit he takes it they have like this little sticker with like blade lengths yeah on it that shows exactly like whatever puts it there Sees it's under the limit, looks at the employee, says, it's under the limit. Employee looks at me, it's under the limit. <laughs> I said, yeah, you think? <laughs> like, uh, didn't I, I got held up way longer at that one, didn't I? Because your laptop or something? No, on the way back in, they searched your entire bag. Oh, yeah. I I don't yeah, yeah. My, my shit got swabbed. I'm like, I had drugs in there not very long ago. And you had, I, 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 I can edit this out if you want, but I, I um, lent you handcuffs 
for like Valentine's. Oh yeah, those were in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, we went because oh I, I was. I was. Yeah, I had like fuzzy, I, fuzzy yeah. leather band handcuffs yeah. in my backpack. Because I was, I was and single. She's going through it pocket by pocket, like and pulling stuff out. out. Yeah. And she like she opened it. She like pulled it halfway out. Yeah. And looked at me. Put it back in. <laughs> yeah. Because I was I'm just like I got a big shitty grin on my face. No, like, I, ah. I I saw that on my memories on uh, on Valentine's Day. Um, oh, it was like a zoomed so in picture good. of my face. I'm like, so Tyler asked to borrow hand, my handcuffs. I'm like, number one, he assumed that I had them, uh, that I like owned them. Number two, he assumed that I didn't have a girl to use them with on Valentine's <laughs> day. I'm like, he's correct on both, but like, I'm still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I lend them. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I lend them. Oh my god, I, yeah, I forgot I lend, about that. Yeah, I lend them to him for fucking Valentine's Day, and then we went to Mexico like not even a week later. So they're in and your it was in my carry on. They're yeah. in your fucking backpack, and I guess we had them with us the entire time in Mexico. Yeah, and you didn't realize, and then we came back, and that's when she fucking took them out. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, fuck it, my buddy. She did. To be fair, she like did not make any like her facial expression. Like she did not even. React. They, I'm sure they see fucking so many you giant know on, dildos. You know, on Fight Club where they lose his luggage and the guy's like, he says throwers at you know, like for baggage handlers. He's like, yeah, throwers if they see something vibrating. Uh, <laughs> They got it because he's like, was it ticking? He's like, no, actually, uh, modern bombs don't tick, so throwers look for uh, for things that are vibrating. He's like, ten out of, or nine out of ten times, it's an electric razor, but every so often, he's like, leans in, it's a dildo. <laughs> of course, we have to use the uh, a dildo, never your dildo. And then Edward Norton's like, I don't own a dildo. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? But um, yeah, fucking. Uh, my buddy, I won't rat him out, but he crossed the U.S. border with an ounce of weed by accident. <laughs> I mean, casually, just well, no, cause like mar- good Canadian shit. Because marijuana is legal here, and it's very illegal in the States still, or yeah. some states. But he went to a state where it was illegal, and he like opened his backpack to get something, and there's like, fucking weed falls out. And he's like, did I fucking have this on me the entire time? It's a complete accident. But like, that's a felony charge in fucking America. Like, Oh, that reminds me. Um, on my last trip to Cleveland, which was an extended trip, um, I flew Delta, I believe. Yeah, that was the longest I never saw you. Right? So I went through international, whatever, both ways, TSA on the way back. I had a nine-inch blade on me. Nine-inch, oh, okay. Nine-inch electric razor. Yeah. No, like, it was a nine-inch flip-out blade. That's, like, it's almost on the edge of double size. Like, it's almost almost illegal to own. Like, in your carry-on? On my carry, that I took on the plane. And nothing happened? Like, it was under my seat. And nothing happened? No. Love it. Well, uh, there was a... And, like, once it flips out, it's, like, 16 inches. They did a, um, the TSA in America, uh, I think it was an, it was a joint like TSA FBI thing mm-hmm. where, uh, they took undercover agents, um, bought them tickets and everything. Um, and then had them go on, try to get on planes with guns, like real guns, uh, guns, knives, drugs, different shit. Uh, they caught like 10% of them that went through. Wow. 
because they had to publish this because it was like a study. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, they caught like almost nobody. Like they were fucking had loaded weapons in their fucking pockets, and like they just got through. Oops. Like yeah. I mean, you can three D print plastic guns. Oh, I think they just had guns. Like it's not. How do you get through a metal detector? Dude, the the security is not as. Uh, it's all security theater after nine eleven. I like, guess that's fair. It's not as sophisticated as you like to think it's it like is. It's like the wand is like... <laughs> it's just a noisemaker with a beeper on it. It's like a button. Well, I, I, they always say like... You ever look in a... Some groceries... No, maybe not grocery stores, but like clothing stores. Mm-hmm. The the detectors they have that go off if you take a tag through. Yeah. Right? Because they put security tags on. I've seen some of them that have big signs that say... Like, this is a metal detector. This will go off. Like, and I'm like, no, it won't. Like, I steal stuff just to test it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> no, like, you're wrong. Yeah. How does it, because I remember, like, being younger, like, being a teenager and, like, friends would be like, oh, don't steal from that store. They have a detector that detects everything. I'm like, how? How do you think it detects a piece of clothing but doesn't go off when you walk through with your clothing? It's like, uh, like, if it doesn't have one of those fucking black tags on it, like, it's not going off. And even when they do have those. Like, half the time. Well, half the time they go off for no reason. And then the employee's like, oh, you're good. Just go. <laughs> like, Or you, you see those. Uh, or pro tip. You can also, you just go to the self-checkout because the, the deck actually has like the deactivating whatever shit in there. So you can't put your phone or your credit card or whatever on that table as you're yeah. like swiping your shit through. Yeah. Um, so if you go there, you like start a transaction, you like swipe all your shit over and then like change your it. mind, go back around, whatever puts you in your pocket, it's go, been through, deactivated. go through the cashier. Oh, that's interesting. You can like pocket some stuff. Um, here's a statement from our lawyer on screen right now. <laughs> I've never done this. <laughs> Alcohol beyond this point. LTD does not condone. Me. <laughs> but no, a, a, a good, a good friend of mine is like a loss prevention officer. Okay. Yeah. And like. Uh, sits behind the camera and like watches. I bet the stuff they they see would be fucking fascinating. Right? Yeah. Um. Actually, one of our mutual friends, their father is like the loss prevention guy for like Cabela's. Yeah. And there's like a guy that just comes because they don't like physically try to stop you, right? For most there's, times, yeah, because I mean they're maybe minimum wage. What the fuck are they gonna they're do? They're not Montharzid. Right. So this guy would run in. Uh at the entrance door, like, would grab, like, whatever was on the display by the entrance and, like, just, like, have his pickup truck running beside the front door. You just run in, grab the shit, fucking throw it in the back of his truck. Well, that's what they used to do at the liquor stores here. Yeah, so uh, this guy had done it more than once, and this guy was ex-military, and he was authorized to use force to stop people from stealing. This loft prevention guy? Yeah, because he was, like, an actual, like, peace officer well, or retired police officer or whatever. I mean, you can only use uh, reasonable force to detain them. Right. So it was, like, mo- this guy had stole from them multiple times. Um, tries. So he sees the truck pull up. He's like, oh, not this guy again. Leaves his office, fucking runs to the front door. Guy's trying to steal the thing. Tackles him. And, like, the guy would literally steal, like, um, oh, I forget what it was, like, bags of salt, like, for salting your... Dr- like, just dumb shit. <laughs> That'd be me. And then, and then he would, like, post it on, like, Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace. He would, like, get a buyer. He'd go steal it. And then, like, <laughs> and meet, then he would, like, meet up with him, like, down the road and, like, give it to so, him. So, wait. So, he was drop shipping. Yeah. He was drop shipping, but stealing. <laughs> but stealing. Uh, stonks, number one. That was, yeah. Um, that was really... That guy's probably doing great. Yeah, during the pandemic, yeah. I bet yeah, he's pivoted. I bet. <laughs> um, 
now he just like does yeah, chargebacks instead of yeah. shoplifting. <laughs> I was reading about um I was reading about uh citizens arrests. You can do it as a business owner on your property for your property or if you're an agent of a business owner so like an employee Interesting. Lost production. Um, because we had this uh, a- epidemic, not a pandemic. We had an epidemic of uh, liquor store thefts in, in Manitoba. <laughs> sure uh, did. Because <laughs> we have government-run liquor stores. And one day it became apparent that the security guards were told not to touch you if you tried to steal liquor. So people would come in, literally fill backpacks with alcohol just off the shelf and just walk out. Well, they Like they, right in front of people. Didn't they pass like a mandate to say like well, that they wouldn't? Then what happened was um, one, um, and every so often, some employee would get a little bit feisty, try to stop them. Um, They'd break bottles, whatever. One girl uh, got hurt very, very badly to now where she has permanent seizures because she got uh, thrown against the concrete, like against the ground, um, and went into a coma or whatever, like got very seriously assaulted. And, um, it took that to make them do anything because the government doesn't give a shit about people. Um, they just give a shit about their bottom line, but it took that because that was terrible optics. Now they have, uh, you can't get into the store without presenting your ID first. Like you can't, they have an airlock that's like a security door that you get buzzed in. So now it's, we, uh, uh, almost a hundred percent of the thefts are down. Like they have not been stolen from really. Yeah, the only way you can really steal now is, is you actually shoplifting. have shoplifting. Like you have to like put r- or put something in, in your pocket. We have to like run in the exit door. Yeah, that, but you people, can't. But people you, have done the, that. The problem is though, as soon as that security guy buzzes it, he can lock both those doors, and you're just trapped. Not the exit doors. The out. Yeah, they absolutely can. No, they can't. They fire exit, dude. I know this. Like they absolutely you can, can lock the exit doors. I'm like a hundred percent sure. Yeah. How is that safe? Does it need to be safe? I'm yes. like a hundred percent. Well, yeah. I that don't would, know. That would, a... that would absolutely violate fire code. You cannot lock exit doors. You cannot lock people into stores. Hmm. They can lock you out. Okay. But if they like, but the thing is, you can't open the exit door from the outside. So they can yeah. wait until okay. someone leaves, and then they can sprint. Maybe in you're right. Maybe the door I, okay. Closes. Maybe I'm thinking the. The entrance, yeah, the way in, it's not, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. that, I've heard that's been done, like, but you have to be quick, literally, because yeah. uh, you have to beat the automatic doors Door from closing, closing. so yeah. you have to, like, sprint in, grab shit, like, close to the till, and, yeah. like, run back out before the security guard gets around to stop you. Yeah, so anyway. And um, the security guard's not, like, he's, like, 15 feet were, away. There was a video of one of these brazen thefts, um, and the security guard wasn't doing anything because they're told not to do anything. Um, but a customer grabbed this fucking person stealing, like grabbed them by the fucking arm. They like turn around and be like, what the fuck? Grab them by the neck and threw them to the fucking ground. There's like this Twitter video of it. Um, and then be like, yeah, call the fucking cops. Like I just fucking knocked them out. Like, and I, and people were like, oh yeah, we should be doing this more. Like, let's get a task force together to fucking be vigilante, you know? And then, okay. Well, no, and then okay. I, and then I respond to it. Don't do that. You're going to get in fucking shit. Not that I respect the law, but just don't do that. Right. In government buildings. It's inevitably you're going yeah. to take it too far. And then, um, but then they're like, no citizens arrest. 
so I looked deep into it. I read the exact law. You have to be an employee. You have to be authorized by the corporation that the property is being stolen from to be able to do a citizen's arrest. And you are allowed to use, quote, reasonable force um, to detain them, only to detain them. You have to call the cops immediately. And when the police arrive, you have to immediately stop touching them and not be involved anymore. Right. And does does this not apply to like private property, private citizens at all? Or could can you do the same when someone's on your property? Um, maybe if... Hmm. I'm not 100% sure. I want to say that... I want to say no. Um, we do not really have property rights in Canada. Not in the same way, no. Not the no. same way that like the States does. No. Um, Which is, I think, kind of good. Like, you don't have to be fucking so afraid. I'm... I am split on this. Yeah. Because I, as a libertarian leaning person, I don't like to identify myself as a libertarian because I'm not really. And there's a lot of shitty libertarians out there yeah. that people associate that with. I don't like to, I don't, I'm apolitical. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think you should be stealing from people's houses. And I think I should be able to defend my property. I agree. Fuck off. But. Are you, who, why do I get to say you deserve to be dead for theft? Right. Why is that my, my right to say, I am going to kill you for stealing from me? Like, that's kind of what I mean. Like in, in some States, like if you're some stupid teenager ripping around on some farmer's field on a four wheeler and he starts shooting at you with a shotgun. Yeah. That's not like. That's that's not well, like an equal arm of I, justice. Like I, I tore up some corn so you kill me. Yeah, but that would be completely legal in some states. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's that's kind of fucking. Yeah, scary. There, there's a reason. That's, like you know, crazy. you can you can have your opinions on the on the justice system, but at the end of the day, it it at least tries to be more or less fair. There's a proportional proportional punishment. You're not going to execute somebody for trespassing, right? Yeah. Which is why I have a slightly not legal thing that I can hit people with just in my room. Like if someone breaks in, I would absolutely prefer to have a non-lethal weapon around. And that's what this is. It's an absolutely non-lethal thing. Yeah, so like I would rather go well, that you, route to defend. Well, myself. and then fucking you see, England is fucked with their laws, right? Like, yeah, that's another. Extreme. I've talked about this a few times. We're fucking. You get there's people getting arrested for having butter knives. There's fucking. Ugh. There was a guy. There was a contractor got arrested for having an exacto knife because they were like. I, I walk into so many stores yeah. with a giant exacto knife. England's like I have fucked. a I have an oversized one. This uh, guy got a three hundred euro f- or three hundred pound fine for having trash in his car. Because uh, he didn't have a license for like hauling garbage. Amazing. No, England's fucked, but they, um, they have a very small patch of dirt, and they're trying to keep it straight. They have a guy. Some guy was burglarizing a house, fucking broke his foot escaping, sued because the level was underground and won, because it was like a dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've I've also heard of a guy who was like burgling a house. He fell through a skylight, like skewered himself on a knife that was like in a whatever in a unsafe <laughs> position unsafe. on the kitchen island, like yeah. in a block, whatever, sticking upwards, skewered himself. Yeah, and yeah, successfully sued the homeowner for having a knife on their kitchen island in a knife block. Because <laughs> like I always say, like because like you can't booby trap your house, right? 
That's yeah, a, no, that's the, illegal. It was unintentionally booby trapped. Yeah, okay, but I can't booby trap my house. I'm like, okay, why not? Fuck off. <laughs> it's my own. If I want to have a fucking dangerous ass house, I was gonna say it's my prerogative. Fuck you. You, you gotta go Home Alone style with non yeah. non lethal booby <laughs> not, traps. Yeah, yeah. Okay, except ninety percent of those things in Home Alone would have fucking murdered Joe. Yeah, that's Pesci. fair. That's fair. Like a lot of that ice, that <laughs> could have been a, that Mar- been a lethal head injury. Marv gets fucking electrocuted. You can see a skeleton for a second. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure. Those <laughs> like, icy stairs. Yeah, that's a. They, br- you just he, got like, brain. he threw like a bowling ball at his head from two stories up. Like that's not okay. Like you can't survive that. Like, um, whatever. Lots of tetanus. It's fine. Third degree burns, electrocution, head injuries. Shout out Macaulay Culkin. Good job, buddy. He does a lot of uh, collabs with like YouTubers now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, Red Letter Media, they do movie reviews and stuff. Uh, he's on there all the time. Uh, he did a. He was on an episode of Angry Video Game Nerd where they played like Home Alone games. <laughs> um, yeah, he's uh, he got completely clean. Like he's like sober and clean because like child stars, you know. Yeah. But uh, he's looking healthy. He's looking good. He's like, uh, he does a bunch of. I don't want just Google Macaulay Culkin, but I think Bunny Ears or something like that. He has a charity. Where he does stuff. He's. You think uh, he's gonna be in another major film? Uh, yeah, I think he's he's retired. He doesn't want to do it. He's like fuck it. I'm well, not going I back. I I was saying he should make a Home Alone because they had a Home Alone four or something with like none of the same cast. Yeah. Uh, but it's supposed to be Kevin, but it's like a different actor, and it was terrible. And they watched it on a Red Letter Media uh, Best of the Worst episode like, with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, and um. But I was saying, like, I was watching that episode, and I was like, man, he should fucking come back and make a remake, like, where he plays <laughs> fucking Kevin, but he's, like, a heroin addict. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, how funny would that be? He, he's the guy that's trying to break into the house for some coke money? Yeah, like, no, but, like, and, and UK, like, you're, you're, oh, you're, so you're a Warner Brothers executive, right? Yeah. Macaulay Culkin, it's like, sir, we have Macaulay Culkin on line one, he wants to do a Home Alone remake? They're like, oh, fuck yeah, bud. I'll listen this And they, they're like, okay, you, I will do it, but you have to give me 100% creative control. <laughs> like, you have to let me do whatever I want. <laughs> like, would they go for it? I think they might. I like, think his ears were burning. That's weird. <laughs> somebody somebody we were talking about earlier in the podcast just texted Tyler. <laughs> like, roughly in the period of time that we were talking about him. Yeah, that's weird. Ears are burning. Oop. 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 Oof, ouch. I think I drank bone-hurting juice. Oof, ouch. My bones. Honestly, my wrist hurts a lot. So, so I have a few jerking off jokes, but I'm just going to breeze past them. So, my like my physical conditioning for my job uh, was pretty tough whatever first two, three months. I've gotten really used to it. Uh, like, I can work, again, many jokes to be made. I can work, like, on my knees... <laughs> Doing, <laughs> doing floor work. I capped out every piece of audio. I just <laughs> see it on the <laughs> It's just a bar. Um, I like my. I don't. I don't get sore knees. I don't, I don't get a sore back. Uh, like arms, wrists, shoulder, neck, whatever. Like I don't get any pain from my job anymore. Like I'm in like really good shape. Ooh. Um, but my wrist is killing me because I went too hard doing yoga. <laughs> love it <laughs> so fuck me now my wrist hurts and now it's affecting me at work <laughs> well, i saw some girl on twitter really sucks. i saw some girl on twitter she's like yeah i work out like five days a week and uh 
you know, I'm in like really good shape, whatever. And it's like, tell me why I just threw my back out switching positions in bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It's like the, like I always praise the human body. You can probably go back and find clips of me praising the, like, it, I think like the human body is to me, one of the coolest, like the brain and muscles and like everything is just like exact for peak performance. You know what I mean? Like when, when you mentioned that, I just think about that viral video of a guy who's like in a molten metal plant and he's like slaps his hand through like the molten metal. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's just like, Hey, look, my hand's fine. Whoever slaps the molten metal. He's like, look, look, no damage, no damage. Like whenever people like the, the wonders of the human body, that clip okay. pops into my brain. I'm like, yeah. Like what <laughs> other animal in the world is like, you know, it'd be funny. Putting my hand through lava. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one. But Never. like, Terrible yeah, idea. like I always praise, like it's the coolest thing that like our brain produces chemicals, like our eyes, like you can just see stuff. And like the fact that you can listen to this podcast right now is fucking insane. Right. But you hurt your knee and then it never heals the same and it's the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, like the same way that our bodies yeah. are so amazing and it's so resilient. Stupid. It's so dumb. <laughs> like there was a fucking guy or girl this this individual that survived falling out of a fucking plane cause their parachute broke. Yeah. They like hit the ground and bounced and yeah, the parachute fine. didn't go and they pulled the cord. Like it, it was defective. They fucking fell down. I don't know how high you are when you are skydiving. Two thousand feet, three thousand feet, feet to yeah. the fucking ground and survived. It was like yeah. broke a leg and was fine. No, somebody like oh, did you ever see the Reddit thread of how to survive a plane crash? No. So it's a guy. I think he was. I don't know. He was very qualified for the subject. Long story short, uh, basically, if you know what you're doing, um, you can increase the odds of like falling out of a plane. As long as you don't like die when you get ejected, get hit by shrapnel, whatever. Yeah. Um, as long as you manage to stay conscious the whole way down, uh, your odds of survival are like well over 50 50, like 75% or think, better. Yeah, well, and so you combine those odds because with, like terminal velocity is not that high if you flare and if you hit a really yeah, soft piece up. of ground. Uh, yeah. you, you can, you'll like shatter your legs and shit, but like you cannot, you can definitely survive. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I remember down this Reddit thread, there was like a, bu- a bunch of the top comments where <laughs> all of a sudden there's going to be a plane crash and like <laughs> no one does. The, the plane will detonate in the air and 80% of the people will survive after hitting the ground. And well, then just everyone's going to be like <laughs> mind blown. Well, and if you combine 50% survival with your odds of getting in a plane crash, pretty good fucking odds yeah <laughs> like, pretty much um, I, I i had a friend in fucking junior high that like would constantly jump out of cars and shit yeah like just to see if he could <laughs> like and he would jump like and at, like he would keep going like more and more like every soft he'd be like okay when you're dropping me off uh only slow down to 20 this time and like <laughs> he would like jump and roll out yeah and he because he would and he would he got to a point where he was jumping i remember he would climb and jump over off of my elementary or my uh middle school like a five story jump and roll out and be fine. Um, because he was yeah. like, yeah, I've been watching this ninja movie where they roll out. He's like, I Googled it to see if it was real. And I, I think I know how to do it now. And I'm like, okay, please don't jump off the school. And he jumped off the school and like rolled out and was fine. I can do about, but I can do probably about like 
15 feet. Yeah, he, well, he was jumping like probably 40 feet and yeah. being fine. Uh, he was fucking, I remember, he, he jumped out of a fucking car at 50 and was fine. Like, <laughs> okay, when I think back at some of the shit I did when I was a kid. <laughs> this is like, this is really, really I dumb. wasn't jumping out of fucking cars when I was at 50, but I was jumping out of car. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I hope my kids aren't like me. Well, we used to fucking like tie sleds to the bumper and shit. And oh fuck yeah, around well that's and, like, just that's just good fun. Yeah, like that's soon, good like, wholesome when we were country fif- fun. When we were fifteen and a half, and like two of us got licenses, <laughs> then yeah. just shit went. My our buddy Josh, like uh, his parents bought him a car right when he turned like sixteen, so uh, we just spent our nights instead of hanging out at McDonald's, just hanging out in his car <laughs> and like driving around. It was the most exciting thing. Yeah, that fucking freedom, man. Yeah. Freedom is, uh, I was, I was saying, I said earlier off, off camera that like, cause we were talking about, um, you have a few different crossroads. We won't get into specifics, but you have a few different crossroads with your business coming up. Yeah. Um, and I, I said to you to take, I would rather less money and more freedom Yeah. than the, than the inverse. Like, yeah. But is I, that in a long, in the long run or is that like on a daily basis? Every single fucking day. Yeah. I see. I, I see it more long for. I see more long term. I. I'm willing to sacrifice day to day to have like a better year. See, I next never. Year. I never. I never will. Yeah. Like I. That's why we're always like fundamentally different the way we do shit. Yeah, but th- this is what I always say to people. I always have people in their early twenties that are. Oh no. My twenty fifth birthday next week. Row. I'm not going to be in my early twenties anymore. I was going to say, did you just say that? Oh no. Oh no. But I have a lot of friends in their early twenties that live with their parents still. Yeah. And say, well, you know how much fucking money I save living without my parents, like, or living with my parents. Number one, most of those people spend all their fucking money on coke. And don't have a fucking cent to save, or save it all up and just buy an average house. Which is fine, but um, number two, I like I'm I rent a house in a nice neighborhood with two two of my like one of my oldest friends and and her boyfriend. So this is a four bedroom house on a, a fucking giant lot. Yeah, on an acre with um, probably. Not quite a thousand square foot, I wouldn't say. Yeah, and you're um, a ten minute walk from a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm I'm in a major city center. Um, I'm yeah. I'm fifteen minutes from downtown. Like the Naker lot, um, two car garage. But we we split eighteen hundred bucks a month, so I'm paying six hundred bucks a month for this place, um, plus bills. But Hydra's fucking cheap. Like, so I probably play all in six sixty. A month, or yeah, six sixty a month for yeah. for everything. I I had this conversation last week. I would pay three times that for the independence that I have right now. Yeah, fucking a. Like the I couldn't get fucking anything done if I lived with my parents. <laughs> I was bouncing between like my mom's place and my girlfriend's parents' place, and just like the toxic environment of just those family relationships was so bad. And I'm like, I'm willing to part with all of my savings right now. Plus all of my like net profits every month. I'm like, cause living expense, like I was, I didn't have to pay for half my meals because you know, moms yeah. 
Uh, well, if I lived I did, with my parents, I, didn't have I would rent, have... didn't have utilities, didn't have internet. Like I was probably two thousand dollars a month. I was like saving. Yeah. wasn't worth it. Literally, like the I moved out right when I turned eighteen, and then I spent I can't remember how long, couple months back with my parents, um, when I was nineteen before or when I was twenty before the business opened, because uh, I was homeless. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and I had. I had signed a lease for a new place, but I couldn't move in for like two months. So I spent the interim time in their basement, but I didn't like get a room or anything. I just like slept on the couch, but I have not been with my parents in a while, in a long time. But I could not run my business if I had to be like, and, and it's not, there's, there's a, I think how pretty much my entire vocabulary is either hip hop quotes or George Carlin quotes, but uh, there's a hoodie Allen song where he says, I love my mom and dad, but I don't want him as a roommate. <laughs> like that sums it up. I'm on a pretty good terms with my parents. Now I, I wasn't when I was a teenager, but I'm more or less on good terms with them now, but I can acknowledge that they're not exactly toxic, but I can't fucking live with them. <laughs> like it's, we're not, we are You're so, alike. we are so different. It, I can't <laughs> like, it's like, and I, I promise you this business would not have worked if I had to come home to them every night. Yeah, probably not. No. So any, you know, a lot of people would say, well, I don't run a business. So it doesn't matter. But it's like, I, the mental health, Business, replace business with job, like, or career, like, like it's, it's all relevant. Take, take your, your rent, right? Your 600 bucks a month, whatever you would pay renting a place and say, that's the, that, that's the cost of mental health. Mental health just costs a thousand dollars a month. That's what you got to pay for. So move, <laughs> move out to your own fucking place and pay that money for your mental health. That's just what it costs. Yeah, it is what 100%. it is. That's how I look at it. Pay like, your fucking well. You you live with your mother way later than I live with my parents. Well, to be fair, I lived with my mother. Um, well, you after live... having not lived with her since I was eleven. F- okay, fair, but you lived you <laughs> so, lived you lived with a parent though. Yeah, but we were more like roomies though. Well, when did you move to the city? Uh, I moved to the city when I was. 19? Yeah, because like shortly... I was already... Shortly before you met me. I was living on my own for two years before that, though. Where? In Morton? In Winkler Morton, yeah. I had, yeah. My own, I had my own place. I had my own, like... I had a, I had a townhome. Like, a really nice place, actually. Because <laughs> uh, small town. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had, and I was making good money. So, yeah, yeah. I had a really nice place and a nice car uh, ready for, like, two years before I Oh, yeah, you were city. driving a fucking, like, right-hand drive JDM and everything, like... No, no, no. Like, I had a brand new fully loaded chrysler 200 oh yeah oh rip that 200 yeah right and oh, and fuck. i had like uh i had like 1800 square foot townhome with like 18 foot vaulted ceilings what was your your jdm you drove in high school what car uh, was that i had a 91 skyline oh shout any uh car heads watching or listening? yeah it was a fucking dope car but no after that i had the I had, a, oh, I, 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 had a, I had a fully loaded like big black Denali on big wheels. I remember the 200 for the couple months before yeah. it got totaled. <laughs> Rip. No, I had it for a long time when you knew me. Did you? Maybe I had it. Just... I had well, it we until... weren't as we weren't as good friends then. 
Oh, dude, I ha- I had it until uh, halfway through my time of the Wolseleyos. Yeah. That was like year two of year two or three of friendship. We were this tight though. We were going out for dinner twice we? a week. <laughs> you had the two hundred, really? Yeah. I feel like I never was in that car once. Like, right around when I started working for John is when I left it or lost it. Probably. I feel like I was never in that car. Probably not. That's weird. I don't know. Well, I feel like I've been in your fucking G5 like a bunch now. Like, I don't yeah, know. whatever. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's Anyways, I got like whatever. a $300 I've, G5 I've also, now. This is my... I'm, I'm about to hit two liters of fucking vodka soda here, <laughs> so... Uh, maybe it's time to wrap this shit up. I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap up my noodling. Call, call back. For extra security, wrap it twice. You know what I'm you know what I'm proud of right now? What? This was an entire podcast we didn't talk talk about politics. Oh, cuz there's nothing going on. Literally, which I want Except wanna... for Biden putting lots of See, kids in cages. It's fine though. Here's the thing. They have, <laughs> they, they, they had an explanation. It's fine. Don't Here's the thing, it. though. We still only talked about business for like half of it. <laughs> the rest was airport security and fucking it's all bullshit. Relevant. It's all relevant. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. But, you know, this is a business podcast at the end of the day. Let's end this podcast with a business tip of the day. I don't have one either. I don't know why you're looking at me like I that. I would say... My business tip of the day. Make it something relevant to what you're doing right now. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, my business tip of the day is understand that whatever money you're making is because you're fucking responsible for something and people are paying you to be responsible for that thing. And then if you fail, or even if you don't fail, but something goes wrong and then people hold you responsible, don't get offended. Don't be a little bitch about it. <laughs> just, just man the fuck up, or woman the fuck up, and or person the or, fuck up. Yeah, not, <laughs> non, like, non-binary. Just, not, you can be anything. We, show we don't, we don't the judge. fuck up and deal with the issue. Because, uh, you know, I just witnessed today a general contractor get real butt hurt. Because uh, there was a suspected gas leak on the job site. And, of course, the homeowner immediately goes to the general contractor. Of course. Because his options are handyman, (laughs) who helps clean up garbage around the house, tile guy. Tyler the tiler. Or general contractor for gas leak problem. Call general contractor, right? That makes the most sense, right? The three of those, yeah. They, like, ripped off a portion of your house. They rebuilt it. Like, they did a bunch of this shit. Like called it they dug a hole in your backyard maybe it just smells like rotten eggs it the house reeked of rotten eggs turned out it was actually probably a methane thing but do you know that a lot of those gases don't have any smell yeah and we does not we add the smell yes no Um, the the natural gas we add the smell when we manufacture gas like put it in containers and we don't manufacture the gas obviously we take it out of the atmosphere but when we put it in containers and sell it uh, we add bad smells so that people smell, um, smell it. Yeah. Fun fact. But anyways, so this was an issue. Homeowner calls GC, and GC whines to me like a whiny little bitch uh, that he's like, I blame for everything when shit goes wrong. And I'm like, I yeah, you do, because you're all. the general contractor. You have you're in charge. general responsibility and general liability for the 
general issues that happen on the job site, so shut the fuck up. Because well, like, you just made $40,000 for sitting on your ass <laughs> managing this project. I am... Uh, like, shut up. I just finished watching a series. It's on Netflix, if you're uh, listening. It's uh, called Bad Blood. It's uh, about the Canadian mafia. We had oh, a cool. We had a mafia family operating in Montreal and Quebec... Um, they're pretty much eradicated now, but we had, and this is all real. Like it's uh, at least the first season uh, uses like actual news clips and shit. Like it's yeah, the yeah. real story. It's uh, actors playing the people, but it's like, it's not a documentary, Sorry, but what's it's called again. Bad blood. Bad blood. Yeah. So it's uh, there's only two seasons and it's like over. They're not making another one. It was like a limited run, but uh, first season ex- like pretty much exactly what happened. I Googled it later and I'm like, Oh, this is like exactly what happened. Uh, second season, they kind of go off the rails and, because I think they got, like, renewed for a second season. Like, oh, what do we do now? And then they just made one of the characters that's fictionalized, like, make its own thing, which didn't actually happen. But anyway, um, the first season, at least, they use, like, real news clips. Like, I see Peter Mansbridge is in it. And it's, like, <laughs> doing a news yes. report. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, anyway, but uh, there's this. So he's running a mafia family, this guy Declan. And he says um, one of these guys, like, steals coke from him or whatever. And then they sell it to the Hells Angels. But it's, like because he stole it from him and cut it, it's like less pure than it should be. Mm-hmm. So then the hell's angels like go to war with him. Cause they're like, Oh, they're fucking stealing from us. Right. And then they're basically like, okay, well it was not your fault. It's this guy's fault. And then his first response was, no, it happened under my watch. It's my fault. Right. Like it it's- doesn't matter that somebody, I'm not going to go to them and tell them someone stole from me. It was someone else. It was me. I allowed it to happen. Even though he got fucked over, he's like, I take responsibility for it. He didn't even try to argue it. Yeah, it's like... Uh, That's jo- the same kind of idea. Jocko Willink uh, talks about this a lot. Uh, you know, I have his book, Extreme Ownership, which is you take ownership of issues that you have no business taking ownership of, like a soldier taking responsibility for shit going wrong, even though, like, he is he's not responsible for the geopolitical climate <laughs> yeah. and, and shitty browbeating that, like, got him in there in the first place, but he takes responsibility for the result because that's, like what a responsible soldier does because that's just that's how you have to operate like a business owner is exactly the same if you want to be a fucking boss act like a fucking boss all the time the phrase, because you know um, what the customer is going to respect leadership whine like a little bitch yeah. like what's uh, the the phrase uh everyone wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster shit a hundred percent same kind of fucking idea every like, everyone wants to be a fucking boss until it's time to take fucking responsibility for being a boss like you are yeah. the boss of this situation don't be a bitch yeah i've seen it in tech guys where they like i've seen it in everyone i've seen this fucking this is common well like here's the here's the example for a tech guys like you're in a you're in a meeting and let's say sales are down or a or products performing like it shouldn't or less than it should and they blame one of their employees or subordinates yeah that's a bitch ass move yeah i used to do that that's a bitch ass i used to do that i agree not 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 really like i think you you took a lot of responsibility for your employees that did dumb shit yeah, because I had an employee. You that, took it personally. You're like, ah, I shouldn't have done this. I sh- like maybe I, I should have done hire. this differently. Because yeah. I care about, like, I I do care about my business. Thank you for saying that. You but, li- like, no, you did not sit around and bitch about like, ah, oh, this person did this to me. Like, you didn't play victim. I have, yeah, okay, yeah, thank, yeah. I, I don't think you ever played victim. I don't think I ever did either. I I but I have used the excuse to a to a client be like, oh, sorry, they got fucked up by an employee. Oh, They've, that's totally. You can throw people under the bus all day long. <laughs> 
don't throw your own employees under the bus in front of your other employees. You can throw like quote unquote one of my employees under the bus. Yeah. Because that doesn't put anyone at fault. It's like but that's a way to that's that's like sales, that's conversation. Yeah. You're smoothing things over. I guess, that's not I guess the same. There's I know a guy that uh has a um has a contracting business much like yourself but he's a he's a sole proprietorship like he's the only employee mm-hmm. but on the back of his van it says like um like van number 76 or something yeah unit number 076 yeah. and it says um uh how's my driving or so like yeah, or, yeah, no yeah. or it hadn't it didn't have a how's my driving but it just had a number cuz he's a contractor yeah so someone called him I'm like, someone in your fucking van, 76, fucking cut me off in traffic. He's like, he's like, ah, thank you for, uh, thank you, thank you for calling. Uh, I'm just going to transfer you to, uh, to, uh, customer care or whatever. Like, okay. Puts the phone down for a second. Customer care. How am I help you? (laughs) Like literally same guy. He's only one employee. Like you're fucking like starts ranting. He's like, yep, yep. D- listens to him. They're like, you know what? I, I empathize with you. I'm sorry. You shouldn't have done that. Um, they will be disciplined. I, I will we'll talk to them. We take this really seriously. All this, blah, blah, blah. he's the only fucking employee, but this customer, this, or I don't know if they were going to be a customer, right? Well, but this person, this feels person vindicated, yeah. feels vindicated. I don't know if this really relates, but it's, uh, well, even like, That's, uh, that our, is, that is like the, the opposite extreme where, like I, f- I feel like the wrong guy would have been, would have just been offended. Well, see the, the yeah. Well, cause the, the, I, that, that's a good, here's my business piece of advice for the day. Maybe let's try to do Let's Maybe yeah. let's, tr- let's try to make this a segment. Sure. Okay. What helped me a lot when I was, um, had a smaller business was giving the, the the image that the business was a lot bigger than it was. Yeah, let me transfer you. <laughs> between no, th- you and Zach. literally that. I know. We 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 used to do that. All, me and my partner are the only people in the company for three years. He would say that, like, "Let me transfer you." I would. He would hand me the phone. I would hold it for five seconds, and then be like, "Hello, like sales, whatever." But like, even our, our friend, uh, shout out Christian Zappa, uh, who owns Cleaner Group. If you need your. Uh, Yard lawn, did. your your yard did. Um, he has his first ever truck that he got when he was the when he was still shoveling fucking driveways. Uh, said supervisor zero zero three on the back. When he was the only fucking employee. Now he actually does have like twenty employees. Yeah. But when he started, it was like super zero, supervisor zero zero three. He has his license plate is his brand and a and like a three. Cleaner three is his yeah. is his custom license plate because he's like he didn't even have one and two, yeah. But that was the yeah, no, that's fantastic. And are, and are you are you guys gonna do that? Yeah, maybe you should. Well, and that's you what definitely should. That's what I started doing with. Uh, you can start it as like I, I want to try and put my my business if we make this a segment, I'll try to put my business advice in practical what you can do today. Google. Bluehost, whoever you're using for your website, you can make 30 fucking emails. Yeah. I made sales at truck.com. I made jobs at truck.com. I made like all the, like I made 20 emails when we started. Yeah. Right. Um, 
And when people email the main contact email or they fill out the contact form that goes to the contact email, I direct them to a department usually. I like people email contact. I say, hey, thank you for your question. Um, if they're worth my time, because I'll respond with contact usually if they're like not really worth my time, like tire kickers or random salespeople. Because I'm trying to, I'm basically trying to gatekeep myself. Yeah. So gatekeeping is a the one of the most valuable thing for your time they do it you ever I, I, if you're ever in sales and you try to walk in to a name a place a marketing firm or like a law firm to sell them something yeah and the secretary goes oh no sorry he's not here today yeah that's he, your he's, he's probably there today 100 percent, he's there um, he's always there he's there before and after she's there yeah but that's called gatekeeping. You do not let random fucking salesmen without an appointment into that office. So I, but I couldn't afford a secretary. So yeah, I, so you are your own secretary. I, I gatekeep myself where I take this. So if someone emails me, I'm like, hey, and, and it's actually relevant. I say, hey, can you actually give our, uh, our co-owner Willows a, uh, an email? This is his email, but I'm just responding to it myself as my contact email. So that they email me and I segment my emails like that. Mm -hmm. So I have everything like, but like, I remember like my, my office, I had my name on my door and shit like that, but it's like, we only have two people here, <laughs> but you know, I had my name mm -hmm. on my door. I had different emails. I had different shit like that. Like I think, and then the biggest thing I did was I made in name only. I didn't even register and I made an association of winemakers. I said, I made a Facebook page. I made whatever. I said, we are the association of winemakers. And you put this in the press releases too, didn't no, you? No, I made, yeah, I put it in a press release and I made my, and I made a logo and I made myself the president of the association of winemakers. And when I started talking to the government about liquor law and stuff, I noticed that I got calls back when I said I yeah, was the yeah, president yeah, yeah. of the association of winemakers rather than. Um, owner of Shrugging Doctor Beverage Company. Yeah, because governments listen to associations, not to corporations. The, it, and and it it almost was like I'm not being selfish. Yeah, I'm not a selfish business owner looking after his own means. It's like I'm looking I'm, after the interests of an industry. Yeah, and now I have an association with ten members with different right. companies, and we and we're doing what I could only dream of doing back then. But I saw the vision. I was like, okay, here's what we do, right? So that's going to be my concrete piece of business advice. Even if you're fucking dude. So we just start, we just ported our phone number over to a uh, service called ring central. Yeah. Uh, we really like them. Um, it's a, it's a VoIP essentially. Yeah. Like a, uh, it's a phone company that doesn't have, it's like, they don't do any phones, right? Like it's, it's all, yeah. VOIP. So yeah. I virtual. Most, most people know what that is. Yeah virtual phones right so i have like four numbers now i don't have them set up i just have the main number but what i could do is have extensions and shit oh i had so much of the i had layers deep with my fucking cleveland property management i had so many layers of phone numbers before my phone number yeah so when people, and my phone still rang but yeah, not but, as much but when people but even just to break up because yeah. i i have one partner we each deal with very specific parts of our business even just to break up who calls who yeah. is is valuable. So it's like press one if you want sales, press two if you want whatever, right? Um, but even stuff like that, like we pay no more than that than we do just paying for, with Rogers, like to have a phone number. Yeah. Get something like that. Have yourself 
multiple phone numbers, that can give you the air of being a bigger company because... And like, if you're it's American, kind of a, use Google Voice. Google Voice is great. So we, cheap. We can't do it in Canada. So cheap. Um, we'll get it yet eventually. Yeah, yeah but... In like uh, 15 years. It's kind of a fake it till you make it thing where people... there. There's a weird... It's like people always buy the middle price, right? Yeah. Because the, the top price is too expensive for them, but the low price... You're like, in your head, this happens subconsciously a lot of times. It's like, why is it so cheap? It must be shitty. Yeah. Right? The same thing, the same exact thing happens, and they've done studies on this, that small companies aren't prepared to handle, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's like, well, why their products probably aren't as good because they're not very big. Yeah, they don't seem prepared. They don't sound organized. So any business you're in, yeah. whether it's product or service, it's like, you know, if people knew that you were just one guy tiling or whatever with yeah. with two months of experience or how, you know, it, well, it's been like, what, six months now? They might be like, whoa, maybe I want someone with more experience. Yeah, I I had a recent like cold lead come in, like a cold referral. And uh, she sent me a bunch of pictures. She's like, I want this and this redone. She sent me the dimensions. So it was like completely over email quote. No, no in person. Don't know who she is. She doesn't know who I am. I'm literally just a random dude with a personal email address. I don't even, I wasn't even using my business email. Yeah. Um, And just through using the right language through that shit that I've learned of like working with so many startups of like appearing uh, given the professional experience, yeah, uh, it's it was in like just just in the subtleties of like how you start and end the emails, the frequency, the yeah. uh, the response rate. Like, for example, um, she had sent me an email. I whatever we were like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between two days. Like whatever, fourteen messages back and forth, uh, like really shorthand, and then you know as you get to like message four, now brevity is not an issue, right? Yeah. You don't have to introduce your email. Hey, Charlotte. Because now you look like a fucking Asper grad (laughs) and that's unattractive as hell. The formal. Yeah. 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 Brevity is important. Oh yeah. I I respond all the time. I always say this, like, you know who people want to buy from the fucking easiest person it is to buy from yeah well so, uh, i'll preface that with um b2b selling like business to business they yeah. just wanted to be fun yeah, yeah, like yeah. i sell fucking kegs of cider over facebook messenger yep because they want it to be they don't want to fucking place a huge order and have it all be a thing like, yeah no same if i'm dealing with other contractors yeah it'll be over text you literally or yeah. whatsapp or whatever but yeah. uh so this is over email so i she sent me whatever final reply i totally missed her message and i didn't respond for five days uh not a great response time that's faster than i fucking respond yeah. i i answer my emails once a week okay. because i'm in the office sundays to open the store yeah that's when i do my emails i don't give it people like triple what do email you do me. what do you mean the other six days I don't know. Jerk off. Fuck them. I was playing Payday 2 recently. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> fair. Anyways, uh, waited five days. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Whatever. I, f- I found her email because I don't check my email that often because I'm busy. Uh, and then I responded. I'm like, hey, yeah, sorry. Whatever your quotes, whatever, really complicated. I've been got it almost all together. I'll respond to you later tonight. 
later on the day i start making the quote yeah <laughs> and then i yeah. finish it let's go uh make it really well detailed whatever fully deliver and i send it to her i'm doing through quickbooks so like it's really easy to just like make your quote send it and out whatever it, like whatever. shorthand whatever just slack on that part yeah on when i sent out the invoice i typed probably a four paragraph email describing why i made the invoice the way it is okay uh almost not like i'm very careful with my language i'm like i'm not defending my price but i'm explaining what they're what, getting like I'm, I'm selling the value of what i'm doing i'm not defending the price yeah, it's, I, it's I agree. the same thing, but it's different language. I get people all the time that are like, "Why is this bottle of wine twenty five dollars?" I'm like, "I have Grammarly actually. I've, I've Grammarly running on my uh, Chrome browser, which is, and it'll actually give you a flag, and it says uh, the language. You can use a better the word. language of this text sounds uncertain. Interesting. Oh, I'm Grammarly. Yeah, I'm gonna start it using you, that. I've it gives never you heard tone. Of it it will it will tell you what the tonality of your. I've message never is. heard of that. I'm gonna start using it. Grammarly. I like that. Yeah, I like it's that. free. I like that. So it's like uncertainty versus like certain versus confident. Yeah. So I get like certain, confident, and casual. That's interesting. Uh, so I'm able Grammarly. to nail that. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. I'm able to nail that every time I do this. This episode sponsored by Grammarly. <laughs> so yeah, I did like a four paragraph email, like selling the price. It's a tiny shower. We're talking like 30 inch by 30 inch. Like it's the size of this table. This shower is the size of this table. And it's 3000 bucks. That I'm billing her for it. So, camera died again. If you if you're watching the video version of this podcast, last episode, you're probably really disappointed. Um, yeah, no kidding. Last episode recorded for like an hour and eleven minutes, and this episode I just checked the camera recorded for an hour and eleven minutes. So I'm not sure if that's like I'll figure it out. I don't want to. I I have no idea. But um, sorry if the video cut out. Uh, we appreciate you trying to watch at least. Hope you got some value out of this. I think this is a really good episode, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Yeah, it's been fun. Lots of white shell, white shell, be uh, be delivering. This is a good. Uh, yeah, I had a couple of glasses of wine with dinner as well, so I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I got to be up uh, super early tomorrow, but uh, you know, well, we all yeah. <laughs> what else is new, right? What um, else is new? Thank you for listening to the podcast. This has been Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we debate business topics or whatever. We just kind of do whatever, uh, but we're drunk while we do it. Or sober. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> um, Outro is be always better than the intro. <laughs> true. Al <laughs> alcohol Beyond This Point on uh, Instagram. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast on Facebook. Uh, give us a follow, please. Uh, stream us on Spotify or whatever. And if you're listening to this episode, please uh, comment somewhere uh, where you're listening from. I would really like to know. Uh, if you want to send us a bottle for a uh, shot caller, uh, address of our PO box is on the screen right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have one. Um, my name is Willows, uh, at Vote Willows, V-O-T-E-W-I-L-L-O-W-S, uh, on everything. Name a thing, literally, on Steam. Play Payday 2 with me. Um, Spotify? Yeah. Vo uh, Actually, no, you're just Willows on Spotify. Uh, Willows with a crown emoji on Spotify. Follow some of my playlists. I got some it good ones. really hard to find. Yeah, it's your way grind, down. Your grime playlist is fucking fire, man. Thank you. I'm pretty, I yeah, I got some it. good... I you Speaking of that, I'm <laughs> right after... like I was listening to some grime and drill the other day while me and Carly were like cleaning the house. That's the way to go. Uh, and she's like, what the fuck is this? She was so annoyed. 
Um, she's like, I can't understand a goddamn word. And uh, the next day, The Economist, like whatever major podcast slash magazine from the UK, yep. were talking about uh, the proliferation of like drill and grime and how it's actually influencing language in American hip hop now. 100% is. Shout out Grime. Grime so, has fucking... I'm like, that's fantastic. And they're like, yeah, this artist and this song. I'm like, oh, I know that song. And they're like, this artist and that song. And I'm like, oh, I know that song. Yeah, Pretty Grime good. is... UK hip hop, but I think it needs to be specifically UK drill hip hop. No, grime and drill are apparently different. Oh no, no, no. I mean like okay, drill rap is like um was initially started in Chicago. Yeah, like Montana of three hundred. It's like really dark. It's uh really dark, really fast paced electronic the, beats. Yeah, the flow is usually like da 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 like uh very uh about selling drugs, about like drill I think Chief Keef, I think, is drill, technically. But the UK stuff is more influential. Anyway, but UK drill is called grime. It's like that, but no guns, just knives. But then the UK is really weird because they have a a lot of techno influence. Yeah. Because they've had, I guess, like disco and shit is like bigger in Europe than it is here. Um, so you get a lot of even modern grind that's like these weird kind of not Te- techno, techno beats, beats yeah. that not because like they didn't have dubstep the same way we did. Like it's, yeah. it's a lot more house music. Like it's, I, so I have a <laughs> search up willows. Uh, it's willows with a crown emoji. It's the, it's a picture of my face on a fucking King Photoshop on Spotify. Follow my grind playlist. Um, I have a co-host that hasn't introduced. Has <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah. Ty- I, I am, I'm Tyler. Tyler underscram- under under. Why the fuck do I do this every That's time? That's the third episode in a row. You said uh, underscram. Tyler underscore the builder on Insta. Gram. <laughs> Insta score. Um, I don't use Twitter because it confuses me. Although I really like watching the play-by-play of things happening to shitty people. Um. Despite the fact that I like politics. What are you um, talking about? Have a great night. You Listen too, <laughs> to some grime. Be grimy and don't be a little bitch. That is the episode. The episode. <laughs> episode 26, baby. Hang the fuck up. Cheers.